I'm telling you, we've talked a lot about leadership in this show, Randy. One of the number one goals and things that people don't talk about is that when you do something to help your people succeed in their career and in their life, they will remember you forever for that. And if they do, that is called legacy. You are building a legacy. Yeah, it sucks if they move on to do something else, but if you help them achieve that, they're going to help you find other people to work for you. Other people will want to work for you because of just what you put out into the universe, right? So be the kind of person that's helping everyone around you, including your employees to achieve their goals. And I believe that you're going to get everything that you want as well. Hey there, CEOs. I'm your host, Brandy Gar, and I am on a mission to help you to ditch the overwhelm and to build a profitable business that you love. Welcome to the Wedding Pro CEO Podcast. How do you get your employees to care as much about your business as you do? Well, on today's show, we are going to unpack that a little bit with my guest, Andy Storch. He is the author of Own Your Career, Own Your Life, and he's also an entrepreneur and a trainer and educator. We really focused on what it looks like to be part of your business from the employee's perspective, but as a leader, understanding what you need to be doing to really help your employees to own their career, to own a piece of your business and to really make sure that they are invested in your business. This episode is gonna be so great to just help you to really rethink how you're treating your employees or your team. If you just have contractors, VA, really, really rethinking what it looks like to be a mentor and to be a business owner, a leader to your employees. So let's get right into it. Andy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, well, Brandy, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I was uh, flattered and honored when you asked me, as I told you, and we just jumped on right now. I don't know anything about (laughs) weddings other than I've been to some, but I'm excited to be here and I really hope that I can add some value for you and your listeners. Well, I know that you will, Andy. We met in a mastermind, right? A, a really engaged community for entrepreneurs because we're out right. there trying to get help with our businesses. Right? <laughs> That's exactly right. It, it was It's for entrepreneurs. And what I found interesting about that group, what drew me into it was that every single person in there was from a different type of career background, a yeah. different industry. Some were authors, some were influencers, but there was so much similarity in the fact that we were all trying to build something that would impact others. Mm -hmm. And that's really what drew me to you is that I think you have a lot that could influence my listeners and impact my listeners, one, because of just your outlook Mm. on entrepreneurship in general life, but two, just because I think I love having guests on that are outside the industry that can kind of give a fresh perspective on this whole journey that we're on. And so I know a lot of my listeners, people that are listening right now are service-based business owners. We're not out there building widgets and it's a a tough industry to be in a service-based industry. And so Andy, if you could tell our listeners a little bit about you and what it is that you do. Sure. Yeah, I would be happy to. And uh, I agree. Like this whole service-based business, if you will, that many of us are in, um, I would add too that uh, I think what connected us is the idea that we are building what some might call uh, a lifestyle business, right? Where you are building a business that fits into your lifestyle. I, you know, you and I, funny enough, we we don't live that far away. We haven't got together in person <laughs> yet. I know it's going to happen one day, but I follow you on social media, and I know that. We are equally intentional about spending time with family and traveling and having fun. 
as much as building a business, right? Business isn't mm-hmm. everything, but we want to build a successful business that can support all of the things that we want to do, the life that we want to yeah. live, as well as help others and make an impact on the world. And so as far as what I'm doing today, there's there's kind of two sides to my business. One is I work a lot with people in the corporate space who work in talent development or training and development. So most big companies have an HR department and they have people who are specifically responsible for le- what's called learning and development or talent development. Mm-hmm. I found myself many years ago, I was had a business running a lot of leadership development programs. And my typical clients were those who worked in learning and development, talent development. So I started a podcast uh, about four years ago called The Talent Development Hot Seat, specifically to reach that audience and interview potential clients in that space, right? And that grew to what eventually turned into a conference that I hosted with a a friend of mine in 2020. I know you hosted your first conference recently as well, a huge endeavor. Uh, And (laughs) that first conference happened in January 2020. It was a big hit. People loved it. We started selling tickets to the next one in 2021. And then, of course, you know what happened? COVID hit. Um, I know you have many people in the wedding industry who listen to you and everybody was very, very impacted by by COVID, as was I. My whole business was shut down. And of course, we put the next conference on hold. But what happened out of that is many of us pivoted during that time. I certainly did with my business as well. And I stopped doing a lot of the work I was doing. I had been working on my book and I launched a membership community to serve those people who had come to the conference, essentially saying, hey, we're not going to conferences anymore. Let's yeah. connect online. Let's let's keep you know having getting this connection going. So that started in May 2020. So today I'm still running that membership community. It's called the Talent Development Think Tank, and I'm bringing the conference back pretty soon as well. It's happening in February 2023 in Sonoma, called the Talent Development Think Tank. So that's one side. And the other side, I mentioned I was working on that book two years ago in November 2020. Actually, two years ago today, I published my book, Own Your Career, wow. Own Your Life, and I've been building a business around that. And I specifically work with uh, large companies to help them improve engagement and retention by teaching their people how to own their careers. And Mm -hmm. I do that mostly through keynote speaking uh, and training programs. I have a training program I've created for my book that I run in companies. And so I do a lot of speaking and training. Most of it is still virtual, although I've been getting back out there doing a little bit in person these days as well. And I'm starting to think about, you know, how does that evolve and where's the next thing? But so it's a lot of uh, connecting people, and then speaking and training to inspire people to own their careers. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about this owning your career, not only because I do think that it applies to business owners. Obviously, I know you talk a lot more to employees that you want them to feel like, yes, they they do own their career. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So owning your career is about taking full responsibility. It, it means that you're essentially in the driver's seat in charge of your career. You can't necessarily wait for anybody else. Obviously, if you're an employee and you're trying to move up or achieve certain things, you can't do it all on your own, right? You need your mm-hmm. boss or the company to provide those opportunities. And if you are an employer, you want your people, I think, and many companies I work with are saying, and these are companies that have 10, 20, 30,000 employees, they're saying, we want our people to own their careers. We want them to take responsibility because we can provide all the opportunities in the world you know, lead a horse to water, as they say, right? But you can't make them drink. Like we we don't know what they want to do, where they want to go. And a lot of times, at least in the bigger companies, there's a disconnect because people start to feel a little bit stagnant or complacent in their career. Maybe they're thinking about where is this all going to go? And then they're not having conversations with their manager or other people to figure it out. And instead they're going on LinkedIn and finding another job, right? So a lot of this from the company's perspective is about 
uh, retention because when your people are taking ownership and they're getting really intentional about figuring out what they want to do with their career, where they want to go, they're making a plan and then actually having a conversation with their manager, then Mm -hmm. it's more likely that the two are able to come together and make that happen, right? So if you're an employer and you have people who work for you, first and foremost, I know, especially if you're running a small company, you got one or two employees, everybody's doing everything. You're just trying to like survive sometimes and get things done. But I would encourage you, if you consider yourself a leader, if you are running a company, just take a step back and ask yourself, what is your purpose in that endeavor? And I believe that the responsibility and purpose of a leader is to empower and enable their people to get their jobs done and to grow in their careers, right? And so mm-hmm. you have to ask, if I'm not going to keep this person forever, how can I help them grow in their careers? But the problem is, unless you specifically ask, you probably don't know where they want to go, what they want to do, right? So I have an assistant yeah. who worked for me. She's been working for me for almost three years now. And I love working with her and I hope she stays with me forever, but I know that's not realistic. And so I'll ask her sometimes, like, what else do you want to do? Where do you want to go? How can I help you, right? And she knows that I'm always there to support her, just like you probably want to help your employees grow and achieve whatever it is they want to achieve. And, and hopefully they, they want to stay and grow your business. But to steal a line from Gary Vaynerchuk, who talks about this, Gary Vee talks about this all the time, your employees will never care as much about the business as you do, right? Yep. They care about their careers more than you do as well, though. So that takes me to the message that I usually put out there to employees, which is that nobody cares more about your career than you do. Hopefully, you know, your parents are still around. They love you. They care about you, right? And 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 re- hopefully you have a manager who cares about you and wants to support you. But at the end of the day, nobody cares more about your career than you do. So you've got to be the one or your business, right? You've got to be the one to take responsibility, to figure out where you want to go, to put that plan in place, to take action on a regular basis, to build your network and, and do all the things that are going to help set you up for future success. Yeah, I think one of the things that makes us very similar as well is our love for Gary Vaynerchuk. I yeah, <laughs> he was one fan. of the very first podcasts that I ever listened to. And I really, really I, I enjoy his messaging. I think it's so smart and so real. And I was actually watching probably a TikTok and someone asked him, How do you get your employees to care as much about your business as you do? Right. And he was like, I don't because they won't. Yeah. Like I don't right. expect that because that's unrealistic. Yep. And I think that's what we need to understand as business owners is when you do bring employees on or you have a team of any sort is understanding that it's an unrealistic expectation to want them to care about your business as much as you do, right? Like it's just not going to happen. But how can you help them to own a piece of your business in a way that makes them feel like they can lead that part without being just a task manager, right? Is that something that's really, I think that that's something that's really important in business. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's a couple of different ways there, right? You can you can actually give people a piece of the business, right? Equity mm-hmm. or commissions or incentive, right? Um, yeah. But the other thing is just include people in decisions and what's going on and make them feel like they're part of the team and part of what's mm-hmm. happening uh, rather than, being the dictator or the micromanager, someone that just tells people what to do and doesn't even give them insight into why they're being asked to do those things, right? I often think that in the working world, there's almost nothing worse than when you're repeatedly asked to do things and you don't understand the reason behind it, right? Like you're just like, oh, I got to run this report again. I don't even know what they do with this. I don't, you know, it takes two hours of my time and I have no idea what this is for versus like, you know that, hey, this makes an impact on the business by, because it achieves X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. Which takes me to an important point. Something I think about a lot is creating fulfillment. 
four people. And so when I went on this mission to teach people how to own their careers, part of it is because I went on my own mission for many years, a journey for many years to become an entrepreneur, to run a business, because that's what I was drawn towards. And I started to build this business, this life that I love. And I felt like, okay, I have, I think, things that I can teach others. And when you get into this entrepreneurial world, you hear there's lots of podcasts and books out there and people that say like, oh, if you don't like your job, you need to quit the nine to five and go start your own business, right? Right. Everybody says that, right? Now, you and I did that. Lots of your listeners have done that and, and, and feel drawn to entrepreneurship as well. But what I've learned and experienced over time is that that's not for most people. Right? Most people don't want yeah. to be entrepreneurs. But what I think most people do want, whether you're an entrepreneur or an employee or going back and forth or whatever it is, is to feel mm-hmm. fulfilled. And happy in their careers, right? And that's what I'm trying to help people with. And if you follow something I learned from the great Tony Robbins many years ago, is he says that most fulfillment comes from growth and contribution, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself for yourself and for your employees, if you have employees, do you feel like you're growing? And does your work matter, right? So that goes back to that point of when you're being asked to do things and you don't know the reason why, Mm -hmm. then you don't have that contribution piece because you feel like I'm just like a hamster running, right? And I don't know what any of this is for. And eventually you're like, this is stupid. Like I could go get a job somewhere else, right? Or my work seems meaningful. And I think people really want to feel valued, whatever that may be. So I think it's really important that people feel like their work is meaningful or their work matters, right? And one way that we can do that as business owners is showing appreciation. So for example, I mentioned I have as an assistant, I have a few contractors who work for me. I try to show gratitude and thank them on a regular basis, especially if they go above and beyond. And this has become normal for me. But a lot of people may not do that, right? You might live yes. by the mantra of like, hey, I pay you to do this, so so do it, right? And yet people usually want more than just pay, right? They want appreciation. They want to feel like they're something, they're part of something. They want to feel like their work it matters, like it's making a difference, like it's doing something. Mm -hmm. So how can you help include people in that? And you might even ask them, like, what do they appreciate, right? Some people, if they go above and beyond, they'd like a a bonus check. Other people would love to just like you take them out to dinner or like have a party, right? Or send them a gift or, you know, just say thank you. Like everybody, I think, has the different love languages, different appreciation styles, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's interesting that you brought up the love languages because I, what I think I love about being a small business owner is, you know, there isn't a corporate standard. Like everybody doesn't have to necessarily be treated the same. And when I say that, I I teach my students all the time, talk to your employees. What makes one tick won't make the other tick. You could just be throwing bonuses at somebody who really genuinely doesn't care that much about money, but cares more about flexibility and quality of time. So yeah. maybe what they would be looking for or appreciation, is- right? Appreciation in public, yes. right? Where you like shout them out and someone yes. else that could be mortifying to them, right? Yes. Like, no, no, no. You can thank me privately, but please do not mention my name publicly, even though I've been doing a great job. Like there's yes. everybody's different. Yeah. And you, you might think that you actually know that, but I think it's so important to have that discussion because for instance, me, I, love being in the public eye. I'm not afraid of attention, but I cannot stand to be called out like, oh my gosh, Brandy did such a great job that I want to crawl in a hole. I like being in the background. That's why I'm a wedding planner. 
I want to be in the back making everything Brandy, happen. You, you are so amazing, Brandy. I just love all your content <laughs> on social media and the podcast. You're so sweet. You <laughs> no, I have a blast. Like I, I, It's not that I'm afraid of attention. I just don't like that kind of attention, right? So instead, I would love somebody just to be like, privately, like, Hey, you killed it. You know, like this was so important to us. I want to know that it mattered to them. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you were talking about. I think for our employees, it's so, so important to have these conversations. Like what can I do to show you appreciation? What can I do that will help you to know how much you're valued by my business? Mm -hmm. And I also love that you said, help them to understand that their work matters because like I was the worst employee that I think ever existed on the planet. Ooh, I don't know. I, I fight you for that. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Well, because I don't think I, I did not dream of being an entrepreneur. It wasn't something mm. as a young person that I did. My parents were entrepreneurs. And to be honest, they struggled in business for mm. most of my life. Like it wasn't an easy thing. I was like, I'm going to go climb the corporate ladder. I'm going to be the GM of a hotel by 35 and I'm going to be amazing. And then my children were born and it made me rethink what I wanted my life to look like. But as an employee, I constantly asked and pushed back on, but why do we do this? This doesn't make any sense. You know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. there's no reason to do this. It's wasting my time. It's wasting your time. And no one even reads this report or, you know, right. this could be done differently, better and they didn't want to hear that. You know, it was more like, but just do it the way we've asked you do to. The way we've always done it. Yeah. This is the way <laughs> right. And you're like, but why? Another, by the way, hey, sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, no, go ahead. You want to create, I think, yes. uh, as a leader for your employees is to be open to feedback and suggestions and yes. ideas, right? One of the reasons I mentioned my assistant, Stephanie, has been working for me for nearly three years. Not only is she awesome at operations and she compliments my, I think, weaknesses with her strengths, that sort of thing. Yeah. But I love working with her because she's not afraid to give me feedback and say, when I'm like, hey, let's go do this. And she's like, I don't think that fits within <laughs> our strategy, right? Like, I think we should stick with this. Like, we want that. And yet so many people, they create a setup where people who work for them are too afraid. It's too intimidating yes. to give them any feedback or say or ask, what the heck is this for? Why are we doing this? I think I have a new idea, a new way to do things. And yes. That's how businesses get disrupted because if you want innovation in your business, you need psychological safety and all psychological safety. It's a fancy word for basically like, do people feel safe to like speak their mind at work, right? Can they be okay. who they are, who they want to be? And can they give feedback and, and share ideas and say, I think I have an idea for another way to do this. And they're not going to hear, shut up and get back to work. This is the way we've always done it. But you want to create the space for people to be able to give ideas. Yeah, to give ideas. And too, as a small business owner, I think it's important because sometimes we don't even realize that an employee working for us has a skill set that we mm. aren't aware is there, right? And yeah. gosh, if you can maximize the skill sets of your employees or something that brings them joy, you may have an employee that is planning weddings or is a DJ or whatever, but not even realizing that in their personal life, they thrive on short form video or they thrive in LinkedIn or something that could really, really impact your business. So I think yep. just having those conversations of like, what do you love to do? And also maybe what's hard about your job, right? Like, I think that's yeah. always a great question too. Is there anything that we do that makes your job more difficult <laughs> than it needs mm, to be? Yes. I would add to that, Brandy, in addition to even asking like, what do you love to do and what do you think you're good at? Yeah. Great leaders will identify people's strengths and help them recognize them oh. as well to say, like oh, that. Brandy, you are amazing at 
you know, organizing a business or doing Instagram reels or whatever it is that I identify, yeah. right? And bringing people together. I, I want you to do more of that. And yeah. the, the big reason for that is that most of us as people, we don't recognize our own strengths very well. If we ask anybody listening to this, what are some of your weaknesses? Everybody would go on and on. But here's all the things I'm not good at sure. that I struggle with, right? And right. if I asked you, like, what are you really good at? What are your strengths? You'd be like, well, I'm good at this thing. But we were taught very young to be humble, right? Humility mm -hmm. is valued. It's important. You don't go out and brag about the things that you're good at. And yet, I think it's really important to recognize the things that you're good at. The problem yeah. is a lot of times, not only are we trying to be humble, um, what I've found with a lot of people is that when you're good at something, you assume that probably everybody's good at it. When in actuality, yeah. everybody's looking at you like, how do you do this? It's kind of like, <laughs> I watch right. your stuff on Instagram and you're like, just create these reels. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. And you're, you know, you've got this talent, you've got this skill that maybe I don't have, but I have skills in other areas. And when you can help right. your employees identify what those strengths are and really play more to that, wow, you are mm -hmm. so good with people. I want to put you in front of clients more often, or you have such an eye for detail. I want to get yeah. you involved in this aspect of the business, that sort of thing, and start to leverage their strengths, they're going to be happier too. I think that's such a great point. And something that as small business owners, sometimes we're running in 1600 directions and we don't stop to mm -hmm. really look at our team, the importance of becoming a coach and taking yourself out of that player role and really being able to see your team as a whole and, mm -hmm. and not just like, I just need this to get done. I just need this to get done. But to really, really be able to look at them as a whole and say, this person is really strong in this. This person, maybe I need to build up in what they're doing. Like maybe there, there's a weakness here that we need to look at. I love that you just said that. Like, yes, Instagram comes very easy to me. It didn't always. But for you, I know like LinkedIn is a, yep. a huge thing, Andy. And I swear I will. I'm like, I'm never getting back on that platform. I hate that platform. I don't know mm. why I can't understand it. Yeah. But I think that it is a really valuable platform for leaders and employees, obviously. But yeah. I do want to touch on that just for a hot second, because I know yeah. that really my industry doesn't hang out on LinkedIn a lot. But when we're looking mm. for qualified candidates, when we're looking for great people to join our team, is there anything that you would say maybe about LinkedIn that you think could be a great fit for business owners? Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't know why anybody in your industry wouldn't be hanging out on LinkedIn because <laughs> everybody on there is going to get married at some point, right? If they're not I already, know. like those things are going to happen and yeah. they probably have more money if they're on LinkedIn, right? True. So they might have better, bigger weddings. Who knows? So obviously there's the mindset. If you say a certain set of people are on every social media platform, sure. what's their mindset when they get on? I'm on Instagram and Twitter and I TikTok a tiny bit right now, but I spend most of my time on LinkedIn. And I think yeah. I'm sure you've covered this in the past. Like when you think about where do you need to be from a social media standpoint, if you're running a business, I think you got to think about the intersection of like, what do you love to do and where mm -hmm. are your potential clients, right? And yeah. you know, what are they going to be? Where do they want to consume your content? And you probably err towards that. So for me, I'm in B2B, right? I'm working with big Makes companies. Sense. LinkedIn is the place to be. If, if I'm yeah. really in a perfect world, I would probably like get rid of Instagram and spend <laughs> all of my time on LinkedIn. But I love to follow cool people like you on Instagram and <laughs> mess around with, with stories and reels sometimes. But LinkedIn, it really like, if everybody's on there, uh, there's a ton of great content. And what I do love about it is if you are looking to connect with a certain type of person, especially if you're hiring or you're looking for clients, um, LinkedIn has filters that other social media platforms don't, right? So I can yeah. look for somebody especially if now sometimes you have to pay for the premium level to get access to certain filters you might want. And when I'm talking about filters, I mean, I don't mean photo filters. I mean, search <laughs> filters, right? If I want to look for somebody 
who lives in, you know, my city in the Orlando area, who has at least, you know, five years of experience and has worked in a certain industry or something like that, I can start to like use filters to create a search like that. And then I can send connection requests with a personalized message to people and get a conversation going and find people that way. You can also post jobs and people will will respond. So I just think there's there's a lot of opportunity there and then and then work through a network to mm-hmm. either find jobs or find clients or find professionals. So that's the way I use it and you know I have a very target demographic or market in mind as I mentioned earlier I work a lot with people who work in talent development, learning and development. So I'm targeting those types of people to connect with them, to start conversations, get them on Zoom, have you know right. build a relationship and then hopefully potentially do business with them. And I just find it's it's way easier to do that on there than anything else. For example, I remember when we hosted our first conference in 2020. I wanted to invest in running some Facebook ads, okay, but there wasn't really a good way to create that subset because it doesn't really do it by job. You could look at a mm-hmm. business. I'm sure you can find wedding professionals, but you can't. It's hard to find people who work in a company in talent development or learning and development. It just <laughs> right. it wasn't very easy. Instagram, I don't think you could either. So LinkedIn was the place to do it. And the other interesting thing about LinkedIn is the ads, I think, are really expensive. I haven't done very much of that. Mm-hmm. But you can get around that and do so much more from an organic standpoint. If you just either spend time on it or hire a VA to help you, or there's even some automation tools you can use to really target certain types of people and send a lot of messages to really get the word out. Plus, mm-hmm. I put content on almost every single day. And one thing I'd say about LinkedIn is a lot of times you don't get quite as much interaction as you do on other platforms. And you sometimes wonder like, is this, you know, Resonating. is this making a difference? Yeah. But then people always say, I see your content all the time. I think they see it. They're just, they don't react quite as much as they do on other platforms, but they're still there. They're still seeing it. Yeah, I think it's a great place too to build a virtual network. Like you were talking about, yes, with wedding professionals. I think that most of our clients are shopping more on Instagram and Pinterest, but to build your professional network, I think it's a great place to network with venue managers and other vendors and things like that. Cause I do think the mindset is different there. It's more business intentioned than it is obviously on Instagram and definitely on TikTok. (laughs) Nobody's getting on TikTok really with like their business hat on. You might do some business there, but that's not Really, the hat. You'd be surprised. A lot of that is happening on TikTok now. It's like everybody's there. Have you heard about Miss Excel? Like, oh yes, uh, she's amazing. But yeah, I think I think uh, for me at least, what I've noticed is like TikTok is where I would go to get a quick tip like that, right? Mm, Like, oh my gosh, I can't figure this freaking thing out. And so I've seen that TikTok is pulling from Google in the search becoming a really strong search engine, and I can see why because I can go to TikTok and say you know, how do I do this Excel formula and get 17 videos that -hmm. take me a minute to watch versus on Google, I've got to read some blog that has so much. I'm not a reader. Like I want to listen. Or YouTube. Like I I usually go to YouTube and and there's all these videos on how to like any software I want to use. It's usually there, but I always get annoyed because they always have this like three minute preamble like just give me the just show me just how to do it. Just give me the tip I wanted, right? Which on TikTok they are on limited time, so they have That's to show right. it as fast as possible. So I'm like, go TikTok. But um, yeah, I know we could talk about all the social media platforms, but I do think I love that you really talk so much about this importance of owning your career. And the reason I think it's so important, and I really want my business owners to hear this, is that as you start building a team and as you start having employees, this is such an integral part of running your business is that now you've become this mentor, this coach, you 
have to care about your employees' growth. And as a small business owner, that is very difficult. I've had an employee ask me before, what's my five-year career path with you? Like, and as a small business owner, you're kind of like, I mean, I might be able to tell you what's going to happen in five months, but even that's a stretch, right? And so really helping them. I love that you said at the beginning of this episode, really help them to be invested in knowing that their work matters and understanding Mm -hmm. how it impacts the business. Because when they do, they can bring so much value to your small business and you have a better chance of keeping them for a longer period of time. Andy, this has been super, super valuable. I really think that some of our business owners, their wheels are turning. If you could tell our listeners, our business owners, just one thing that they should really take away from this episode or one tip you would say about having employees, what would that be to round us out? Well, I'll split into two things here. One is it's about ownership and taking ownership of your career. Remember what I said earlier, nobody cares more about your career than you do. I don't think anybody cares more about your business than you do, right? And your employees are never going to care as much about your business than they do. That'd be silly if they did because they don't stand (laughs) to gain nearly as much from it being successful as you do, right? Hopefully they want it to succeed. And so you've got to be the one to really take responsibility. And I think even for entrepreneurs, a lot of times, People, they say, I want to own a business, but they're still in reaction mode a lot of times waiting for other people to bring things to them. You've got to be really intentional in setting that vision. What, you know, what do you want? Can you answer that question? What do you want your business to look like in five years? Yeah. Right? Do you want it to double, triple in size? Do you want it to be the same as it is today? Do you want more employees or less? And then make a plan. Like, how are you going to get there? Because what I learned over time is that a goal without a plan is really just a wish. So oh do you have God, a wish list yes. or do you actually have a very serious goal for what you want to do with your business. Do you have a plan for how to achieve it? And then have you shared that with your employees? If you have employees to share that vision, get alignment. This is where we are today. This is where I'd like to get to bring them along and ask them for their ideas, their suggestions, their feedback. And then don't be afraid to ask them what their vision is a for your business, what they think Mm -hmm. is possible and B for their own careers. What might they want to do? And even though I know that you're going to be afraid, the answer is, well, this is nice for me right now, but my real (laughs) dream is to go run my own thing or whatever. Just support them in that because I'm telling you, we've talked a lot about leadership in this show, Mm -hmm. Randy. I think one of the number one goals and things that people don't talk about is that when you do something to help your people succeed in their career and in their life, they will remember you forever for that. And if they do, that is called legacy. You are building a legacy. And so, yeah, it sucks if they move on to do something else, but if you help them achieve that, they're going to help you find other people to work for you. Other people will want to work for you because of just that, what you put out into the universe, right? And what you're doing. So be the kind of person that's helping everyone around you, including your employees to achieve their goals. And I believe that you're going to get everything that you want as well. Oh my gosh. That's so well said. 100%. You know, having been in business for 15 years, I have had many people leave and, and I think it's always been on great terms. Like we've had Mm. great people that have left us really well and have said, Hey, I'm ready to move on to the next stage, but I want to make sure you're left really, really well. And I think that's, uh, that's really because of the culture that we build with our employees. And I, yeah, I can't express you. that enough, how important it is. I learned that the hard way in the beginning. So um, <laughs> we all have to go through that learning moment. But Andy, yeah. tell everybody where they can connect with you. I know LinkedIn's going to be one of the places. So that's tell right. us all the ways that we can connect with you. 
Yeah. Thank you, Brandy. So the book, my book again is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. It's available on Amazon. Certainly when I have put the book out there and when I'm working with companies, it's targeted more towards corporate professionals. But I do believe, and I've heard from entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of value in there for business owners as well. So I highly recommend you check that out. There are some free resources on our website, which is ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. If you click on bonus resources, there's the top five steps to own your career. Uh, the affirmations I use every morning to, to help me stay on track with my goals, that sort of stuff. I'm on all the socials. Like I said, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter have been pretty active there lately too, which is kind of fun and interesting. And my website for everything is andystorch.com. Well, Andy, thank you so much for being here. This was a great episode. You guys really go follow Andy, grab his book. I think it will really help open your eyes to what your employees and your team are looking for and how you can be an amazing leader to them. So Andy, thank you for being here. This was a great episode. Thank you, Brandy. Hey there, wedding pro. Are you feeling overwhelmed, burned out, and wondering how you will ever pay yourself an actual salary from this business you're building? I get it. I'm a wedding pro just like you. I sat in this season of overwhelm and no pay for way too long. Now I own one of the largest planning firms in Orlando, Florida, while doing less than five weddings myself each year. And yeah, I pay myself a full-time salary too. And I'm not alone. Hundreds of other wedding pros just like you have gone from overwhelmed Pro to Confident CEO by using the proven strategies I teach inside the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator. I tell Brandy all the time how grateful I am for her. Before joining with her, I thought I was successful and I was successful, but I was working 24 seven, barely making a profit. Now, over a year later working with her, it's just been life changing. We have our Monday calls. I voice text with other wedding planners all over the nation. And it's helpful just to have someone that's done what we're trying to do. And that is what the CEO Accelerator Group has helped and taught me to do. Inside the Accelerator, you get lifetime access to the six step-by-step modules that walk you through the pillars of a profitable wedding business. The financial services spreadsheet that Brandy gives you as a part of the Accelerator is worth the price of the Accelerator alone. If you need clarity on finances, your budget, if you can hire, if you can even pay the people that you have hired, go get the Accelerator because that spreadsheet gave me the knowledge and power to make the decisions to continue hiring and growing my team in the way that I want to. But what good is all of this knowledge without accountability, community, and of course, a place to ask your most burning questions? When you join the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator, you also get six months inside our live coaching membership. It literally has changed the way I do business. It has changed the way I view things. It has changed the way that I manage things. It is totally amazing to be able to sit with CEOs that have been through what I've been through, have been through the trenches and can give me the insight as to how they got through it. It doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person on the planet who feels this way. No, there's tons of other CEOs that feel the same way I do. And we can talk about it, think through it, and we can learn. It is absolutely amazing. And if you're thinking about it, you should do it. The Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator is the best of a course, a membership, and a group coaching community all in one. The group has been so supportive and has really kept me sane through the busiest season I've ever seen in my career. For that, I'm really thankful. Looking forward to the next year and all the things I have to learn to grow and scale my business and super excited for the next steps. 
Here's the thing. You can absolutely listen to this show every single week to get nuggets that will help you scale your business. And over the course of a few years of piecing together all of that free information, you could very likely grow a successful wedding business. Or you can join the Wedding Pros CEO Accelerator today to get the proven step-by-step roadmap you need to ditch the overwhelm, build maximum profit, and step into your role as confident CEO, all in just six short months. In 2021, we did 220,000 in revenue, which I was so excited about at the time. In 2022, where we sit now, our revenue came in around 560,000. Honestly, I attribute so much of that to really being able to grow. I actually no longer take on weddings myself. I'm really able to focus and be the CEO of my company. And that's come with a lot of guidance from the Accelerator Group, all of the other incredible CEOs in that program, bouncing ideas off of each other, asking for the help and hearing from other people and what's worked and what hasn't. Just click the link in the show notes below to learn more about the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator and let's build your profitable wedding business together.